0: <laughs>
2: Dog. This is Nicole's crazy night of me. She's watched the show like a lot of times. Who is gonna be chief of surgery? Shana the show and it is really,
1: really good. Hi, welcome to Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. You're here. You made it. You showed up on the first day of your medical internship. Whatever. I'm not really going to lean into the metaphor. The point is, is that you tuned in. Okay. Sorry, I did it. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited that this first episode is with Bo and Yang. Uh, we both love Grey's We talk about Grey's all the time We specifically talk about Sandra Oh and Christina Yang So obviously that's what this episode is about So please enjoy the podcast And if you like it, I beg you to rate, like, subscribe Do all of that stuff Because um, it matters to me, to the world And oh god, I'm just falling into a Grey's Anatomy episode right now It matters to my mom <laughs> Nailed it Hello, welcome to Nicole's Grace Anatomy. I am so, oh, my guest did not know that that's what the podcast was called because we're pre recording a few episodes. He will be fine. Uh, so, um, when I decided that I wanted to do this podcast and literally begged Forever Dog to let me do it, the first person who I was like, I really need to have this person on my podcast, uh, one of the first people I was like, Bowen Yang. Uh, a Forever Dog. Uh, mainstay, I would say, but also just a good friend, an amazing fan of Gray's. He writes for SNL. He's of course the co-host, one of the two Los Culturistas. He is a La Culturista, and yeah, I mean, let's just get right into I'm it. Sorry, is the, that the intro you desire? Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> and really, the, I didn't did not know the title of this podcast coming in. As soon as the words left your mouth. Just tear ducks were fully <laughs> engaged. And I can't believe Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> That's beautiful.
1: Thank you so much. Above all, I want people to know that this podcast is for smart people.
0: <laughs> it's for smart
1: people who love this show. Who
0: love their possessives, who love yes. apostrophes.
1: It's my Grey's Anatomy. But honestly, it's all of ours, Grey's Anatomy. It is, it is. Oh my gosh. I mean, so we talk about Grey's a lot. It's between a, the two of us absolutely which is so interesting because we'll get into this but you don't currently watch so it's 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 the experience the the memories you hold that really drive a lot of our conversation
0: exactly it's um it is the fact that it it was it came on it started at a very critical moment in our mm-hmm. adolescences youths yeah um I I thought I th- for for a long time like I was like, oh, this is like affecting the way that I talk to people.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, did you read um, Year of Yes?
0: I did. I started reading it and it, it just it felt very it was it was a slog to get through the first, I would say, like. 70 pages but yeah but the whole
1: reason I brought it up is because the whole book reads like a, like like a Shonda, a Shonda script, script which makes yeah. sense that but it's so interesting that the show is so much in her voice and it's not yes. surprising that then it rubs off into you when you watch it because it is also how she moves through the world totally. and <laughs> absolutely
0: and but but my thing is in long form prose whatever you want to call it her like the Shonda voice the Shonda syntax doesn't quite work. Like, I was th- truly the first, yeah, like, 30 pages are about her just talking in circles around the fact that she, okay, we get it. Like, you hate public speaking. It's fine. Yeah. Like, it just A lot of one-sentence
1: paragraphs.
0: A lot of one-sentence paragraphs yeah. where you're like, okay, like, did, was this a Shonda choice or was this an editor choice? Yeah. But truly, like, for my sister's wedding speech, my, my wedding toast, yeah. I referenced... Her variety women in Hollywood speech, and oh. I referenced her Dartmouth commencement speech just as like a way to like just just truly for like forensic purposes of like how did she start and end and what was the middle and like how did she build yeah. this and like she's brilliant.
1: I mean she's she's truly she's truly a genius. <laughs> truly a genius. But to return to what you're talking about, uh-huh. which is just the question that I will ask everyone to yes. start out is just you know what was your grace journey?
0: Okay, my grace journey was that um, I. Was not a TV – I just didn't watch a, what I would consider adult TV mm-hmm. at all up until um, 2006. Yeah. Which is the beginning of season two for Grays. Okay. And I think I just stumbled upon it one night. But, like, people had been talking about it at school. I was a sophomore in high school. People were talking about it in school. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I truly, for whatever reason, had this – it wasn't an aversion. It was just a cultural – an entire blind spot for a whole sort of medium of entertainment, yeah. a whole medium. And then um, I, it's it, it seems very fuzzy, but like I just like stayed up one night on a Sunday because it aired on Sundays at the time. Um, That's so
1: so <laughs> crazy. It's such a Thursday show to me. It's such a it's Thursday such a show. Thursday, but yeah, it was but it, there you go. I yeah, think,
0: I think it did it make the move to Thursdays on season three.
1: It possibly it started yeah. as a mid season replacement. Per- replacement, yeah. yeah, and so, which is why the first season is also only nine episodes. Nine episodes, mm-hmm. and then
0: oh, and it's interesting because the first episode I saw ever was into like a train. Um, wow, and. It was, like, I blew my fucking mind. Yeah. I went to school the next day and was like, do you guys know about the show, Grey's Anatomy? And everyone was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God.
1: I mean, Into You Like a Train is an iconic episode. Yeah. It is the episode where a, a two tra- people are pierced by a pole. a pole from a train accident. And it becomes almost immediately clear, clear in the episode that they're probably only going to be able to save, save one, one, and they're trying to figure out who.
0: Yes. um, True, like... That, and this was a weird nascent period for Grey's Anatomy where it had house vibes. It had yes. ER. I mean, whatever. It's like it's it's like at the time it was just working as like this fun amalgamation of what we knew and what we related to in medical dramas. But then it sort of had its own identity, too, where it was like that meets Alan McBeal. Yeah. That was like the big like draw for me was like, oh, it's this. F- oh, the lead is a woman. Yeah. The, char- the main character is a woman. And and we get to hear her inner thoughts in the beginning and end of each episode. Yeah. Wow. I'm Every.
1: Every boss is not white.
0: Every boss is not white. Um, truly, and and then like there's a scene in, into like a train where, like like just like that was like my way in, and then what like I, I came for all the fun little embellishments of a medical show, and then I stayed for uh, Christina Yang,
1: right? Which yeah. is the subject of this episode. <laughs> which is We're going to talk all about
0: Christina Yang. I can we? What well, I mean, well, there's too much ground to cover. I don't I think know. this this which is beautiful. I'm just saying like. You will need more committed episodes in the future with I other know. people.
1: Perhaps. I think that Christine Yang will probably Be get a recurring, a, a, rec- a recurring episode subject just because yes, yes. I think for so many people. Well, okay. So here, here's something for me. Uh-huh. When I started watching the show when I was in high school, I didn't like Meredith Grey. Meredith Grey uh-huh. was not really a character who I liked. So... Yes. I, and I never watched a show before where the main character was someone who I was not my favorite character, wow. who I wasn't rooting for more than anyone yes, else. And yes. and Christina was that for me. I mean, I mean absolutely.
0: Sure. I mean, like, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like she was the audience surrogate, just for someone who was just like, who would just call people out on their yeah, shit. Yeah, absolutely. Because everyone, every other character was just wallowing in their own misery. And then Christina <laughs> was the one who, to be like, no, w- stop that right yeah
1: (laughs) well something that when I've rewatched that I found very very true about that is that she is uh intolerant of Alex Karev's behavior as she should be as she should be everyone like kind of just takes that shit from him and she does she's like you're
0: you're evil spawn you're awful I was the words evil spawn like rang in my ears this morning I don't know why I was because I was just watching like old clips and I was like the way that Sandra O oh just delivers the words "evil spawn," like like just yeah, just vituperative and just like just so like great, like she shuts that down like from the beginning. It's amazing. Yeah. It's inspiring. It's the way forward. Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, no, I completely agree. I mean, I think that she is Sandra O oh mm-hmm. is genuinely like one of the most talented yes. actors of all time, yes, yes. and I think that. There's kind of this emerging narrative that she was like underappreciated or underutilized uh-huh. or that she was doing work that was beneath her at Gray's Anatomy, uh-huh. which I would kind of I say don't know like that I
0: fully agree. But I mean, what would you say?
1: I would say that in a just world, she would have had so many other offers that she was fielding. Right, after, You know, kind of left. a la Catherine Heigel that so many film opportunities and her talent was recognized in such a way that she wouldn't have been able to stay on Grace for 10 seasons totally. because she her career would have exploded outside right of um of tv yes but I actually think that her performance on Grace Anatomy is like tr- is incredible I think I think it's... and I think that it it's something that she she elevates the show and makes it worthy of something that I think other people don't don't quite realize. That's one
0: hundred percent it. Because like for people who do say that like it was beneath her, I think that like that's acknowledging the some disparity between like her level of prestige as an actor and then what the show ultimately sort of leveled out into. And mm-hmm. that's like a very undiplomatic way of like saying that like it just like kind of for me at least it fell off, yeah. especially after she left. Yeah, but um. But, like, you go back and watch her stuff even in the... Because I... So I sent you a bunch of clips from, like, the first... Basically, the first four or five seasons. Yeah. And then, like, I told you this morning, I was like, oh, but, like, I missed... I went back and watched all her stuff. All of her scenes with Teddy. All of her, like... Yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, she... But she does great work even in, like, the latter half of her tenure there. And I'm just like, she, like, put in the fucking work and then it was just... It's just... No, yeah. It's just... You forget that, like, she did not do the scripts uh, any disservice? I don't know. Right. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that... So, I mean, what people love about Christina Yang as Mm -hmm. a character Mm -hmm. is that she's extremely career-driven. She's highly intelligent. Mm -hmm. She's really unapologetic. Mm -hmm. She's got, like... An impressive sex drive. Yes. And she's, I mean, I think it's her ambition. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. And she's really unashamed of it. And it's really, and she knows that she's brilliant. And she's really, she's really unapologetic about her own excellence, which is fun, fun. a fun quality in a character. But it's also like, you you have kind of this vicarious experience of of confidence that you're like, oh my God, if I was Christina Yang, I would just be, you know, Bursting through my own life. Like, uh-huh. what would that be like? Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. I think that Sandra O's performance yes. is just so um multi-level. Yes. Like she has some of the most emotional, like gutting yes. monologues and moments on the show. But then at the same time, as a comedic performer, I think she's completely undersung because
0: so undersung.
1: She she's a visual.
0: Treat yes. like
1: watching her act is like Ugh. her face just goes through a million expressions yes. a second, and they're all perfect, perfect, and they're so funny. I
0: mean, and what she does, like the fact that like there's there, there the fact that like people might even separate her what she use what her tools are when she's acting dramatically or what her tools are when she's acting comedically. Like she finds a way to also like merge those two things like somebody sedate me is like dramatic raw and so funny yes like she like who does that
1: right and also just the fact i mean i and part of this is obviously the writing but that she screams somebody sedate me which in this like gifable moment that you now (laughs) see all over twitter because she can't stop crying because she's had this ectopic pregnancy that she was planning to abort abort and she it can't be at work and she's frustrated and she's crying and she's there she's on drugs oh my god and she's so like her mom is there her mom is there and she does not like that (laughs) and she's so overwhelmed that she her body has overtaken her and she can't stop crying (gasps) and when she i mean very seriously and intensely screams to be sedated it's like you can't help but laugh because it's because it's so it's real. The, it's the payoff. <laughs> It's exactly it's what
0: she would do. Exactly. And it's like the emotional payoff for like episodes and episodes of just like tension, frustration, all this stuff that like, yeah, that right. you said it was being played out. Which
1: brings me to another part of my character, okay. her character that I love. She does not want kids and plans on getting several
0: abortions she, over the course yes. of the show. Two. 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 Uh, Two uh, is, the ectopic, well, the, do you count? No, not counting the ectopic pregnancy. Well, you know. The so one I, that she has with Owen, that the Owen one, goes to And then
1: with. the ectopic pregnancy before... She, you know, went before it became a medical concern. She had already scheduled
0: an abortion. That was the whole you're my
1: person. That's the whole you're my person, which I tweeted about last night because I was thinking about how you're my person is. I mean, I can't think of a phrase (gasps) or a, a term from television that has had such a a strong cultural permeation as you're my person. You're like, my person. It's, it's a tier above best friend or even soulmate. Yes, it's like yes. you're my person. It, it's something.
0: Oh my God. It's something
1: so holistic. Holistic. About, about just, another. you know, who someone else can who be to you. someone else can be
0: to you. And it's all out of this very formal word on a form. Yeah. A little formal word on a form, whatever. Yeah, but you know, she, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: she, 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 Says that to Meredith, which I also love that it's it's Christina who says that for the first time. You're my person because she needs she's just moved to Seattle for her internship. Mm -hmm. She's pregnant. Mm -hmm. She has scheduled an abortion and she doesn't have anyone to put as her emergency contact. And she identifies that Meredith is (gasps) her best friend and she. But it's something else. It's something more than a best friend oh because God. it's like if something goes wrong or you might need to take me home from my abortion. But it's not about the abortion. It's, it's not about, about the abortion. Her, and that's what I just
0: Love. hold
1: so dearly about yes. that. Yes.
0: It's it's truly it's making me emotional just thinking about it. Yeah. And um, also it ends up being this. I mean, it's the writing. It's whatever. But it, like, then it ends on a fun little Button with like you know you know this constitutes a hug right yeah Shut up. like just dramatic funny all the the perfect alchemy of all those things she I love that character so much.
1: Speaking of moments uh-huh. surrounding a pregnancy, yes, in the shooting episode, yes, which begins with Meredith telling Christina that she's pregnant, yes. which she wasn't trying, and so I that's one of my favorite Christina moments because you know that Christina. Not only doesn't want kids for herself, but mm-hmm. genuinely believes that having a family is something that's like an anti-career move. Right, like right, right. it's fine if people want to do it, but it is an active choice to, to step back in your career or to to deaden your career in some way. Wow, yeah. And so they're like having this private moment, mm-hmm. and Meredith says, "It doesn't." She doesn't even tell her. It, yeah. The scene starts with her saying, "Oh my god!" Like I know, right? It's like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, my yeah, yeah. god. Like, were you trying? And she's like, (laughs) no, "No, it just happened. And so Christine goes, Are we
0: happy? Happy? Yeah, yeah, yes.
1: And I mean, and Ellen Pompeo has this great acting moment where she doesn't say anything. She just kind of has this look of like, I can't believe it, but I am. And she, and Sandra O. Oh, Christina Yang lets out this laugh, which she always has such a throw laugh. She's such like, I can't do an impression, uh, but she's do, like, it's, it's, yeah. she goes, oh, "Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. And then she says, this is very adult, Meredith Gray. Yeah. And I just, it's like such a good, it's such a good moment. Yeah. I just, I love, I love their friendship, their friendship because they are very different.
0: They're very different in like. Oh, and just with, like, Sandra's, like, racking up a lot of hardware lately.
1: Yeah. And oh, Ellen, yeah.
0: Just Ellen Pompeo tweeting. Just whatever. I'm, like, pulling this outside, like, into, like, oh, the, yeah. the meta. But, like, Please. it seems that, like, Ellen Ellen loves Sandra and IRL in this very deep way. And, like, the conversations. Like, they, what they've been through together as actresses yeah. makes me very emotional and makes me just respect them both a lot, a lot. and then just they like they very convincingly portrayed this best friendship that like is an iconic friendship in television absolutely um and like god like what like what like the amount of work that goes into that like who knows like what they've the conversations they've had or like what they've like the hours they've spent together in the trenches and like all this stuff so
1: well and i don't really know what ellen pompeo's um acting philosophy or like what her process uh-huh. is. yeah, Sandra Oh has been very transparent about like yes. how she works. Oh, you sent
0: me that article about Dream DreamWorks. Yes. And I didn't yeah. respond to you. Oh my God. But like it was no, truly no, no, no. fascinating.
1: It's very interesting because yes. she well, So she, uh, as we're recording this last week was SAG Awards yes. and she won and something that I, I love about the SAG Awards and I, frankly, maybe the, I don't love very much about the SAG Awards. <laughs> I don't, I'm not like a SAG head, but <laughs> You but something I, <laughs> I I love I'm a slut for the second awards. I words. <laughs> love sag. But what I like is that it is there is a special thing about people who do the same thing that you do for a yes. living, thinking that you're good at what you do, right. and that's that's special in like a different way yep. than you know the, these kind of invisible figureheads from across your industry to like yeah, yeah who who give you accolades. Right. And so I felt like Sandra O's acceptance speech mm. was. It was appropriate for the SAG awards yes. because she was speaking as an actor to, to other actors. actors about what what acting means to her and what yes. other actors have meant to her. So yes. she calls out
0: Alfred Woodard. Woodard
1: and um Jimmy Lena Waithe yes. and Yeah, and Jamie Foxx for for having encouraged her. But then she she talks about her um acting teacher and her group that she works mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. which she has spoken about at length before and so I was doing research on them and that's what I had texted mm-hmm, to you mm-hmm. because she she does this um this D- dream y- work dream where w- you Indian, essentially yeah 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 exactly like using uh, adapting like these psychological philosophies of how your dream life interacts with your waking life and and uh, basically harnesses your dream life yeah. to help you do character work which is, Fascinating. And I, I texted it to you because, uh, part, partially because I was surprised to see who else is part of this group. Yes, It's like Meg Ryan. Well, <clears throat> Kate Walsh, Kate Walsh. Who, you know, from Graves, who plays Addison Montgomery Shepherd. I was, that I didn't know. Uh-huh. But I thought what I like about this acting <laughs> philosophy and acting school that I truly have no part of is clearly <laughs> it, it brings something out so individualistic. Yes. Like it, they all have such different styles of acting, right. but they're all are very genuine. And I was like, Oh, that's so that seems to me to then be very effective. If I totally. can't tell that they all are from the same school of acting, right. because it's something, you know, unique to each of them.
0: But then like, but then, but then like, it doesn't surprise me that Kate Walsh no, is from this either. school of acting either, because I'm like, Oh, well, Addison's like one of my top three, five characters in Grays as well. Like,
1: the episode where she gets poison oak on her oh vagina my God,
0: so good
1: <laughs> and she you know is like
0: in the stirrups re- or no no, no she's, she's in the
1: stirrups she's repenting basically she's like yes. have i done enough like yes. for cheating on my husband <sighs> have i done enough right. now and she's so humiliated and bailey who's like had just had a baby yeah. and is not supposed to be working is right. like the only person she trusts and Bailey ends up making the decision for Derek to come in and look
0: yes and that was and she's uh, like
1: you can't laugh
0: right right and they
1: and he sees and he can't laughs. help but laugh and she and Kate Walsh has Starts this moment where she laughs and it's like oh their marriage might make it
0: <laughs> that that is one of my favorite episodes the car that's the karma one Right?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That's the karma one. Yeah. Or, oh, the back... I just want to... Okay, let me just get out right off the top. Yeah, please, please. Back half of season two uh-huh. is some of the my favorite television ever. Yeah. Like, just hits, hits, hits. All killer, no filler. Yeah. Just like... Just starting from the Code Black episode through the rest of the season. Even before that. I mean, God. Into You Like a Train was technically in the episode order, was supposed to be the season two premiere. Really? So Pick Me, Choose Me, Love Me was supposed to be the season one finale. That makes sense. They had to reshuffle the order a bit and so... I
1: didn't know that.
0: So then they, they were like, okay, well, let's actually have the season one finale be when Addison comes and shows up and end it there. Which is... Brilliant. I mean... <laughs> so good.
1: She is... When she arrives oh. and you're, and it's like, she's from New York. <laughs> she's wearing I love- a coat. <laughs> she's wearing she a coat. Has <laughs> Volume to her hair and a red lip.
0: Oh my god! Do you know one of one of my first one of my favorite scenes for a very stupid reason is beginning of season two. Um, they this is one of the episodes that they sh- that they shot in Seattle. Addison is out there. Addison is like taking in the view, like with one of the viewfinders on the water. Oh front. yeah. Um, and then. Derek's like so how you like in Seattle like there's still v- tension in their in their marriage and then right. Addison goes you know it's no it's no brown bagging on top of the Empire State Building but it's like all <laughs> these lines that are thrown into Addison's dialogue about like oh we get it you live in New we York you bought the them. brownstone you bought the it's like oh my god, <laughs> we get it. They're yeah. from New York.
1: Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I, all these New York specifics. Yes. It's so weird when there's finally the flashback when he catches her
0: cheating, right.
1: and it's actually uh, is in a New a York. Brownstorm. Yeah, and it's, you're like, oh, oh, they weren't lying. That's so a, weird. It's almost <laughs> as
0: if Shonda keeps a Bible. I, <laughs> I um, but like truly, like I was fantas only fantasizing. This is the, this is the thing. I was fantasizing about living in New York at this time, and so these were the things that I. Like clutched and grasped onto, and like oh, held onto yeah. for your life. I was like, "This is what adult life is." And whatever.
1: well, that's so funny because I I've said this. This is what I thought being an adult yes. was. I thought it was going to be this, like, ambition, flying by the seat of your pants, <laughs> like women. You know, it's yeah. it is this very. It, it's a life with a lot of velocity yes. and I wanted and I, I really, really wanted a life like that. And I thought that that's what adulthood would be like.
0: I thought adulthood would be me like th- this is just this is just Sandra O's like line readings that like have like reverberate in my brain. Yeah. For over decades, a, a decade. I thought adulthood would be like me like pulling my boyfriend. Like 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 my boyfriend walking past me and me pulling him and being like. I don't want to tell the chief. I just don't. Like, just about, like, telling someone about your relationship. I'm like, this is what adulthood is.
1: Yeah. You have sex at work.
0: You have sex at work. You don't. You you have reservations about telling your employers. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Like, Like.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. What a
0: beautiful fantasy.
1: Amazing, Sandra Oh. Christina Yang moment uh-huh. is when you realize that she's
0: uh jewish with, oh, oh no! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, no, no, no. Wait, what were you yes. saying? yes. No,
1: yes. Um, but that she slept th- with that was slept with Colin Marlowe. Yes. When the visiting professor comes yes. and he's yeah.
0: Yes, season he, three. He's such a fucking asshole. Such an asshole.
1: Um, but yeah, but also speaking of that, one of the all-time best Grey's episodes I think of all time okay. is when there is the ambulance crash. Yes. And one of the paramedics has a swastika tattoo on his stomach. Yes. Yes. And Bailey makes it oh her personal God. mission to not um, Treat to this. not. No. T- t- well she wants to save his life but she she makes this per- in her personal mission to not give him what he wants. Right. When she really First of all he says he wants a different doctor. She thinks it's about being a woman. Uh-huh. So she brings Uh, the chief right and because she's like I don't want to fucking deal with this so she brings the chief and then he says I want a different doctor She goes, what are you talking about this is the chief of surgery Mm -hmm. and she realizes Uh oh it's because we're both black yeah yeah so she comes to Christina Uh and she goes and she takes Christina off of a heart uh, surgery that she or or some case that she really really wants to be on right and she goes it's an emergency like I'm your resident. Yep. You come with me. Mm-hmm. And so she brings her over and she says and she, and Bailey has this like kind of grin on her face and she goes, you're not white, but you're not black either. And she comes and she brings her over <laughs> and the guy who has this like serious internal bleeding is like, can I just you know, I think he may even say at that. Point, just I just want a white, white doctor. doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she sees the swastika right. and she has that speech at th- that thing at the end where she's like I'm Jewish. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And besides that, you used me for the color of my skin today, and you compromised my medical education. Ugh. And y- that's not okay. It's such a good. Oh my god! But that episode in general,
0: but like, is just so incredible. Good. What season is that again? It's two or three. It's. T- I think I, I want to say
1: might be two. Okay. Oh, yeah. you think three?
0: No, 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 no. I wasn't gonna say. It. Oh, I... you think three? You think? Oh, three? you fucking no. Think it's I three? trust you implicitly. I'm I was just like, look. I think it. It feels like. Feels like a two. I was gonna no. I was gonna agree with. You. Well now. <laughs> well now we gotta now we have to out. know for sure. Um, truly, and the way that, but the way that that kind of texture, that background is introduced for Christina, like it's. I think. Um. I think it's. No, no, no. It's when her mom shows up and in, se- in the beginning of season two, and she goes, "Hi, uh, so, something. Saul Rubenstein's my husband." But and then it's like a passing detail. I think yes. the moment you find out she's Jewish is the Christmas episode. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Season two. Oh my god, it's such a good where Burke tell where Burke is like, "I love Christmas. I love Christmas so much." Blah 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 blah. Like, do you do you celebrate Christmas? And then she just goes, she just like glances up from her notepad and she just goes, "I'm Jewish." And then yeah. she just <laughs> keeps walking and like it's yeah. it's like it's so good. And then Burke's like, "What?" And she goes my stepfather, the rabbi, Saul Rubenstein. And like, as if like, he <laughs> yeah. should know. And I know. Like, it's, oh, of course. Like, so And it's
1: funny. like, we're engaged. Yeah. Or, or they're, or they're really, they're, they're maybe serious, not engaged, or, but they're really serious yeah, at the point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So huge twist. Oh my God. Season four.
0: Wow.
1: It's the mid season finale for season oh, four. Right.
0: Before the writer's strike. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. So I, I think that this is a good time for me to bring up the first clips that I pulled. Please. Okay, so my clips are all, they're, an, they're a multi season arc. Oh. Be, and it's all of the scenes in which Christina talks about her dad.
0: <laughs> <gasps> oh, thank you for doing this.
1: Because, so, so oh from, my God. okay, so from the Sandra O oh perspective, I think it is, they're brilliant performances, yes. but they're also consistent performances in such a shocking way. She has done the work yes, and she knows how Christina Yang feels about her dad's death and how it informs her work and in seasons three, five and six uh, it comes up in in small and big ways and it's so emotionally solid, like consistent throughout all of them. I think it's just such like an acting triumph but it's also just I mean I was like crying pulling these clips last night. They're so Good. They're just some of my favorite Christina Yang moments because, understandably, every time that her dad comes up in some type of a way, it it kind of destabilizes her. And Yang, who is such a unshakable, brilliant doctor, these are kind of moments where you... You, you kind of see the depth behind it. So well, it's just,
0: it's true earned vulnerability. And yes. She, but Sandra just like fucking nails it. And th- honestly, the fir- if, are you going to show them in order of like chronology? Mm-hmm. I am. So I, first one, season three, where she talks to George.
1: Uh, yep.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I ever heard the term dead dad's club, like culturally.
1: Yes. Same. And I actually, I, I meant to look this up, but it was that invented
2: through know. this? I
1: had never heard it before and uh-huh. I only heard it, not just since like chronologically in my own life, but like culturally chronologically, sure. things that were made after, after this episode. After this episode?
0: Interesting. Who yeah. knows? Is it a JJ situation where like Shonda, like the show invented it? It very much could be. It could be.
1: Although, I, I mean, it's hard to believe that anyone has ever, no one ever said, said this Dad, somewhere before, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also like, who knows? But wow. Dad, JJ, I forgot that that... <laughs>
0: Was a Shonda mentioned?
1: Yeah, when Bailey is giving birth and George is helping her because Tucker has been in the car accident on his way to the hospital. And she goes, stop looking at my J.
0: Iconic. Iconic. I mean, this is really flaring up a lot for me in the best way. (laughs) I'm like, this was my emotional, like, reference point for so long. But anyway, anyway, this clip.
1: (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Um, Oh, well, I guess I'll set it up just super quick, which is that – George, who Christina does not particularly respect. Right. Um, he's he's really weak, he's emotional, he doesn't go after the things he wants. Mm-hmm. She recognizes that he's a talented doctor with a lot of potential, but she just feels like he is kind of like a wet a wet noodle. Wet noodle. Yeah. Yeah. And he his dad has died. Mm-hmm. And Christina, who is probably the least close to him of anyone in the group, yeah. goes out to see him. Right. Okay. Here we go. There's
2: a club, the dead dad's club, and you can't be in it until you're in it. You can try and understand, you can sympathize, but until you feel that loss. My dad died when I was nine. George, I'm really sorry you had to join the club. I I don't know how to Exist in a world Where my dad doesn't Yeah that never really changes
0: (sighs) Oh Oh my god (laughs) So good So good
1: She just like has such steady eye contact (sighs) And then like Ultimately, can't really give him
0: what he <laughs> what can't he say needs. what he wants to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that never really goes away. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, so good. Just so good. Yeah. Okay. So, that's okay. Like the so, first. the next
1: time that comes, it comes up is um, there's a contest going on between all of the residents. Yes. For, I believe, for solo surgery. Um, right.
0: Is this four? Five. Five.
1: And, and there's, it, it, it's highly competitive. Oh, you know what? Actually, I don't think it's a first solo surgery. I think it's one that you get all the points based on different diagnoses.
0: I think, I think the the points one was season. There's the first episode after the, the writer's strike in season four. Oh, okay, first so first then, then this surgery, must the first, first solo surgery. Was this fluids and rest when Izzy like like really like pokes and prods that poor old man. And yes. Yeah. So that's I think when, that is for a solo surgery. Okay. And that's five, I think.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so whatever it is, though, there's, there's a huge there's huge competition yes. between all of them. And Owen Hunt, who, as we all know, army doctor, he comes, mm-hmm. he kisses Christina, then he goes back in his entire... Uh, division what do you call uh, oh like it's unit yeah it's unit i don't there's another word that they use but we're very anti-war here i mm, absolutely anti-war yes um but everyone dies except for him and he comes back i mean with serious trauma and he's changed and he and christina are having a a bit flirtation Flirtation. some some weird stuff and um and someone like gives him kind of a talking to. Uh-huh. And he's like, Christina is not just someone who you like who, like you fucking run. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. and I think they say like she's a single malt scotch is I think the oh, phrase that they yes, give about her. Yes, yes. And she uh has been really like emotionless and detached yes. with the patient. And she goes to update him and uh and this is the interaction that happens.
0: Mm. single malt scotch yeah oh my god so good
1: his his stupid (laughs) stupid performance (laughs)
0: talking about kevin McKinnon? no a
1: bit yes Ah. a bit (laughs) i i like him but god you just have to get used to him i think do He's just, he's from a different country. It's, it's, there's a different style there. He was at
0: the, he was at Sanders after party. Um, and so they, I think they're close. They're very close. So it was very cool to see.
1: When she announced that she was leaving Grace, um, I, I read the, like the Hollywood Reporter, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. essentially press release. Sure, sure. Uh, yesterday and, and, she shouts him out and yes. they, she just says that he was like, is like the best acting partner she's Ugh. ever had. And that, you know, all this very nice
0: stuff. So they built up chemistry. I think.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yes, <laughs> yeah,
1: anyway. Okay. Here is, uh, here's this scene.
2: The wife's here of the beating victim. She IDED her husband, so she wanted to... Talk What's his name? I wondered if you asked her her husband's name so that he could become a person to you. They're all people,
0: Yang. This is not a game or a contest or a competition. to see who gets a surgery and who doesn't. They're people, and we get to save them. Now, you're good. You're excellent. You can win all the contests, but if that's why you're doing this, then you shouldn't be. So did you find out his name?
2: My dad died when I was nine, in a car accident. I was with him in the car. While we waited for the ambulance, I tried to keep his chest closed so he wouldn't bleed so much. When he died, my hands felt his heart stop beating. That's why I do this. It's also why I win all the contests.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, holy shit.
2: The patient's name is Tom. And then he does this.
0: Single malt Ah, (laughs)
2: scotch.
0: Kevin. Kevin McGood. Um, Oh my God. I know. Oh my God. And huge moment in her character where you just find out What like yeah five seasons in that like oh the reason her her affinity for cardiothoracic surgery is informed by her father's passing like huge huge and
1: the last time you even heard her bring up her dad passing away was that first clip two two seasons seasons earlier where she just says that he died and and she was it was in a car accident yeah and I just think that like it's so like the fact that just Christina seeing where her motion motion catches like it's not that oh that's beautiful like it's not that he died or that she was in the car with him Mm -hmm. like just seeing kind of the moments where she kind of gets it out as quickly as possible and then the parts where she i mean it's so we've we've talked about this but like listening to her is unreal but but her her facial expressions are just like Ugh! So good. Next level. So specific. so good. Seeing um, her stand by the door, and he thinks that the silence means that she doesn't know the name, and seeing her, and you're like, oh fuck! She's really like making the decision about how she wants to, how she wants to deal with this. Yes. Like, how much do I need to explain <gasps> oh, that I'm good at my job?
0: And the 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 way that she delivers her her opening bit, um. My dad died when I was nine um, in a car accident. I was with him. Like, just... Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm just going to give you the information. Right. And just for... Like, this is this is what happened. And then, let me put a button on it. That's why I do this. That's why I win all the contests. Yeah. I might get that fucking tattooed. <laughs> I don't know. That, like... That, yeah. Oh, my God. It's I needed to hear that. It's also why I win that. all
1: the contests.
0: It's also why I win all the contests.
1: So, okay. And then the last time that it comes up is... With Jackson... Yes. Okay. And I can't so, believe I guessed
0: all these. Yeah, I am. You're true,
1: <laughs> true Stan, Christina Stan. True, Christina Stan. Christina. So, okay, so this is actually, I'm going to be psycho, and I was trying to choose one part of this episode. Because there's but, multiple parts. But it comes up three times in the yeah. episode, and uh, I pulled all three clips. Oh,
0: yes, thank you. <laughs> so,
1: basically, this is, the, the theme of this episode is patient sensitivity, and yes. they uh, and it's because there's this massively overweight patient who comes in, yes. and he's... I think like 800 pounds mm-hmm. and and it, it's a very very good episode. A chilling moment with the wife.
0: Oh yeah. When they're in the cafeteria. Oh absolutely. But then the but the, the patient has a sense of humor about it the whole time and he's but, just cracking jokes yes. and the doctors are all just he's like cracking
1: jokes about how fat he is and they've had this literal <laughs> um They've had this literal like briefing in the morning before they even know the patient is there of like, you have to listen to the patient. You have to understand their concerns. Mm -hmm. You can't make fun of them, all of this stuff. And they don't know why. And then they say, oh, it's because we have this, this huge man who's coming in and he's probably like the biggest man you've ever seen. And he's, and no jokes. Yeah. And. Doctors are picked off one by one. And I think Christina is the first because she make gives a look or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like even just Bailey sees the look and she's like,
0: you're <laughs> it's, gone. It's great. It's great. Yeah,
1: it's great. It's so good. I mean, the moment I'm talking about in the cafeteria is when yeah, well, yeah, well, they taught- she has a big sandwich and she's like, because the wife's pregnant. And they're like, how does he even
0: how does she I even
1: do this? And she's, she's holding a big sandwich. She's like, OK, this is him. And like has like a tiny carriage. She's like, and this is her. And the wife comes into the cafeteria. And she
0: delivers such a good fucking. Oh my monologue. god, she
1: yeah, she's like, "You want to know how we guys do it, or do all of you guys want to give your sex life too?" And then her face literally drains from emotion. She goes, "I don't know. I guess I would ask, but it's none of my damn business." Yeah, yeah. And you're like, "Fuck!"
0: It's so um, good.
1: But <laughs> the case that uh, that Christina gets put on instead is basically babysitting this girl, girl. whose mom, um. I don't know if she was in an accident or I can't I can't I think quite it was, remember it was
0: an accident or something but yeah, yeah but
1: her mom something's happened to her mom and so she basically just has to like watch after this kid until either social services or her dad gets yep, there yep. and in this first scene um, she is playing cards with the kid right and Ugh. and there's a moment and I can I just because it's visual I'll, I'll say when it <laughs> happens where Jackson comes in from to update from the surgery, yeah. and he gives a headshake that says that the the mom um, didn't make it.
0: And then she continues on with this conversation mm-hmm. with this girl as soon as he yeah she sees it yeah
1: okay. So this is season this is season six.
2: So there's a hole in the wall, right? And the blood is supposed to go from one room to another, except it's just rushing outside through the hole. And it can't get to her brain. Yes, or to her lungs. So they're going to sew up, though? Yeah, try to, but the heart has to be strong. Like, um, like nylon, like your shoes. Your mom's heart is weak, like paper. What happens if she dies? We'll talk about that if that happens. Gotcha mine.
1: Jackson shakes his head.
2: If your mom dies, you'll feel a lot of things. First, you'll feel like uh, you could have done more to help her, but... That's not true. You did everything you could. Won't feel that way, but remember me telling you this. You did everything you could. And it'll hurt every time you think of her. But over time, it will hurt less and less. And eventually, you remember her, and it'll only hurt a little.
0: The face. The faces. Yeah. They're
1: mm. just, like, playing cards the whole time. Oh, oh
0: my God. Also, that... The, the child actor... Very good. The, the way she says, what happens if my mom dies... I know. <laughs> just <laughs> chilling. like I know. Oh, my God.
1: Okay. So, later in the episode... Jackson, who kind of overheard, watched this whole thing. Uh, brings it up. Brings it up.
0: Where's I mean, a little girl?
2: Uh, social services came. We put her to bed in a patient room. Dad should be here by the time she wakes up.
0: Good. You're great with her today.
2: Thanks.
1: So when did your mom die? Well, she didn't. Your dad then? I'm sorry, if that's
0: like too personal. It was just really clear from the way you were talking to her today. It's been a long day, I just thought you might wanna talk
2: about it. That's very insightful of you. You're a super, super sensitive man. Let me tell you what you saw today. I reflectively listened to a patient's concerns. I spoke to her in a language she could understand. I clearly stated the possible complications and probable outcomes. That's all you saw today. Mm. Me kicking patient sensitivity ass, so go be someone else's dish rag. Oh. Oh. and then
1: she goes through the door and like starts to fall apart yeah oh my hey, god what are
2: you god. doing tonight do you want to drink I think we should drink although maybe I shouldn't because then I'll talk and you know I'm not allowed to talk or make facial expressions can you go away please just go away go away uh, what is it Christina what's wrong Owen can you get me Owen please
0: and describe what you saw and they uh. think
1: they Meredith is panicking because.
0: Right. Oh, at this um, point, what, what was her story? OK,
1: so the the background here is that Teddy uh, had only had a temporary Teddy who's who. So Burke Ber- was Christina's mentor, but also they were engaged yes. when Burke called off the wedding he left the hospital and there was a huge hole of like who was going to be head the her, head of cardio who would mentor Christina and people were cycling in and out in and out mm-hmm, in and out mm-hmm. and finally Teddy Altman came and she was someone who had a lot of personal history with Owen from the war yes. they had like chemistry mm-hmm, weirdness mm-hmm. uh famous christina Yang moment when she says you can take him oh, to teddy
0: i because I, I fucking pulled the, i watched that clip this morning i was like oh "This is god. actually one of my one of my favorite christina moments yes too.
1: yeah because Ugh. teddy's like i can't stay i can't like i can't do it you know whatever and, and then she's and, like i'll give him whatever
0: like i want Owen. fine then take him like oh yes, my god oh my god so just good. like in this
1: he the moment but it's such a true crystallized Christina moment yes. because it's like, yes, her career comes first. first. It's if you need the man in order to stay and be my teacher, then take the man. take the man. Yeah. So, so, but Teddy only has a temporary um, contract. And after um, Derek is interim chief or maybe the actual chief by this point, yeah, yeah. he starts interviewing replacements. And Teddy's like, wait, you're giving my job away. And Teddy's like, well, I, I would like to be, I would like to stay. And Derek's like, well, I mean, you will be considered Mm -hmm. for the position. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Owen goes into Derek's office and says, don't hire Teddy. He doesn't give the recommendation. And then he lies to Christina and said he did. Yes. Yes. Meredith knows that he lied. Lied. And she has told Owen in this episode, like, you have to tell her I can't because it violates the secrecy that my husband has shared with right. me and it his job but you have to tell her so at this moment she thinks that Christina is upset
0: because of because Owen. she's
1: figured out that Owen told uh Derek not to hire Teddy back right and so uh when Owen comes into the room he also thinks that that's what it's about mm. um but then this happens
2: what what is it? My own night. What happened? we Will travel <laughs> to somewhere. <laughs> <I'm alone. laughs> Where I will find you. I'll find you there. <laughs> this has been my home. But now I don't belong. <laughs> oh, I miss my dad. It's been so. <sighs>
1: A long time.
0: Oh, my <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So
1: hard to watch. Uh,
0: so hard to watch. I mean. I mean. And then, and, then, and then that's like the full arc in that episode. That's the full arc. Yeah. So. So. And like, and I guess, I guess like throughout the rest of her time on that show, it, it isn't really that. Address, it's not no, really addressed not really i i love that yeah it's I just love it's that. just
1: those three episodes where wow. her dad comes up and <sighs> so it's like an arc in itself of right. her kind of i don't know i th- i think that there's something that's that is really bold about Grey's anatomy that they show through Christina yang which is that uh there doesn't have to be a massive price to pay no. to be ambitious yes. you don't you you can want to be the best at your job and you don't have to lose anything no. like you know she she doesn't and and Meredith eventually proves that, too, through having kids and right. having a family and still right. winning Harper Avery and all of these things. Yes. But but I think that like one of the biggest things about Christina that's so inspirational is like there's no trade off. There doesn't no. have to be. You yeah. can just want to be fucking incredible and excellent. And that's it. But this is one of the only times where you see that. There is kind of a side or a way of doing this job that you just pay an enormous personal price by drawing from your own well of trauma of and sadness, and yeah. it's very realistic because I mean, obviously you and I are both in, uh, Soft more subjective, yes. yeah, <laughs> creative. I was gonna say creative because I mean, I I I don't like it when people are like, "This is a science field. This is no a total, art totally field. totally totally." broadly speaking we're in a more creative field than medicine
0: right of and course.
1: it's like you constantly are paying this personal price all the time all the time
0: where you're yeah you're it's it's a it's a near constant just to yeah. <laughs> use your word like um you just you just have to reckon with whatever shit you're carrying all the time and yeah. it's so so exhausting <laughs> but yeah. like but it's it's okay and like right and also, like I have I've have never really and this is just this is probably very misinformed and and a really terrible thing to say, but like,
1: let's hear I it.
0: feel like that is one of the more grounded portrayals of grief that yeah. I've seen on television, it, yeah. even in like a lot of like whatever like premium cable sh- whatever like cable shows, it's like it feels honest and it doesn't feel like it's betraying anything else about the show. It's like. Or about the character, I think it is. I, 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 I it's one of the things I think about when I think about Christine is the whole, is her whole thing with her dad, and like, yeah. I think it was just a very good, uncomplicated. No, well, not uncomplicated, but just like you, there's, you can't really poke holes in it. And yes, you can't really, I totally agree. Yeah,
1: and I think that the stereotype of Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. would dictate that a a parental death is this
0: melodramatic like, thing.
1: melodramatic like every male every male patient reminds her of her yeah, father her, like yeah, you know yeah. that it, it's a mirror and through this mirror yeah, she, she sees I her agree. father <laughs> and it's really like you know it's not until this six seasons in that she's in this extremely particular position yeah. where she doesn't relate with a, a, a dad she relates with a young girl who's about to lose yes. a parent in the way that she did. Right. Or, right, or at right. least at a similar age. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think <sighs> ugh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. Talk to me about
0: your clips. I what you, do you want to start with? Um, let's just start with into you like a train. I oh think. my God.
1: I can't even tell you how happy I am because that you chose this clip because it's. So funny, so funny. Well, you know what clip? What funny clip I was going to choose, but it just there's a face that she makes that I can't, you okay. can't recreate. Which one? When she has ha- Callie be her bridesmaid?
0: Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> will you be my bridesmaid? Will you be my bridesmaid? Will you be my bridesmaid? Yeah. I think that was the, the, those <laughs> she, are the order of words.
1: She, well, she comes out. She goes. She has no <laughs> expression. She goes bridesmaid, <laughs> <laughs> and she and the two mothers are standing with her, and she goes and and. Burke's mom is like, Christina has led us to believe that you two are close.
0: Diane <laughs> Carroll, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: And Callie's like, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and then, like, will you be my birth Will you be my, my birth Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so and, good. And
1: uh, my birth yeah. And <laughs> and then uh, it looks like Christina's mom is going to hug her, but she's really wrapping a, uh,
0: the, a, measuring, a, a measuring tape, measure, tape around yeah, yeah, yeah. her.
1: And... <sighs> Callie like shakes her head like I'm gonna fucking, fucking kill you, you. Yeah. and Christina literally leaves the room and is shaking her head. She's mouthing, "I'm so sorry, I'm so, I'm so, so sorry. sorry, I'm
0: so, so sorry. sorry." It's so funny. It's such it's a such good a moment. It's such a good
1: moment. But it's so visual. I was like, you just would be hearing someone very quietly, just like whispering like, or something. Like, be my bridesmaid.
0: Be my bridesmaid. <laughs> be my bridesmaid. No. Okay. Sh- oh. but, but yeah, this, this is this is this into like train is perfect. This is um this was my first episode of watching Grey's Anatomy. Oh and my I'm, god. Like, and so I, and like, I was a very, I was a very big Sandra O oh fan. And this is sort of like one of my, like, just me, just, just, I was going to say, and even in watching, just watching the clips that we've already seen.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm, there's something about her where it's like, it doesn't, I don't even truly even think about what what, like, the representation means of her being on this network TV mm-hmm. show that was, like, watched by, like, 22 million people every week, like, like, what, I like, I didn't realize the effect that that had on me, because I'm just fully, whatever, this sounds so cloying, but, like, no. you're just fully engrossed in, like, her skills as an actor, and then you're also just, like, you're fully, you're fully believing this human, that, that this human being exists in the world and operates in this way, and then, like, just it didn't really hit me until uh, I met her. Yeah. Recently, that I was just like, "Oh, I told her this, and I'm really, really grateful that I got to tell her this." I was just like, "You, you are the reason why I do." She, I, I'm whatever. So like, yeah. see, watching her be a doctor on TV very heavily, and this is, and I've said this before on on different <laughs> on different things where. I was just like, well, I'm going to be a doctor because um, I love Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Uh, My favorite character is Christina Yang. She's ambitious. She's all these things and she doesn't lose her humanity in that. Um, Maybe I can just do that and also do comedy because I like both these things. Took my MCAT, whatever, and like just was about to pull the trigger on it, didn't. And then like had this, had these couple years of just like, you know, uh, uh, of weightless kind of just there's there was just direct a directionless sort of moment in my life where I just didn't know what I was gonna do and then finally just like settled on just making it work here in New York and surviving um but then like just all the circumstances that led up to me meeting
1: her yeah
0: like I it it was just this really crazy thing and I'm still making sense of it obviously because I'm like not really putting it to words in this great way but like i told her i was like you're the reason why I, I do what i what i do yeah why i work in why i work in tv now or i just work in showbiz and why i thought i was gonna work in the medical field and like right. i was and so i thanked her and and she she took it and she said some things and anyway so she so like it's I'm still making sense of a lot of this yeah. and we've talked I've ta- I've told you about things that she's yes. her process
1: I, I I cherish <laughs> what you you've cherish. told me I really do. Um, no, I'm like getting choked up because I think I think that representation is presented in such a one-dimensional way because there has to be an entry point. Totally. Like there has to just be this like simple understanding of like okay you fucking idiots <sighs> like you have to be able to watch someone who is similar to you or represents something about you on TV. And the simplest one-to-one thing is like, there aren't enough stories about black people. There aren't enough stories about black people who are just living their lives. And it's like, you see these levels being built up, but it's so much, there's so many dimensions to representation because first of all, the one, the one dimensional representation conversation also presumes that certain races are like a monolith and it's Yo, like absolutely, yeah, the black totally. experience. And it's like, well, yes, of course there's the black experience, but that, Is
0: I mean, so it's, that's, there's yeah, so yeah, yeah. many, yeah. there's
1: so many people. Yeah. You can't just like have like, yes, well, and black Panther really covered that for like, you know, so, it's like literally a superhero it's movie. Like, it's a like, fantasy. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, there has to be just, you know, millions of movies for, but but i think that something that you have gotten out in talking to me about sandra o oh, is she's able to tick off so many different kinds of boxes yeah. of representation because she comes through so strongly in her work and her her work ethic and yes. her own sense of personal history in when she when she speaks about her work like that's its own version of representation 100%. of kind of the awareness of your your personal history and your family and kind of having this meta understanding of what you represent to other people yep. and that is something that i think is it's emotional it's
0: emotional but like but basically and this this sounds weird i don't know if i've made this super if i've if i've really clarified this like i i when i watched her on greys i didn't think about the fact that she was asian necessarily right right which is crazy. It's, it's, I'm not gonna say that like Sandra Oh ever transcended whatever we all the boxes that we wanna tick so badly, um that we want other people to to tick so badly um uh when we see someone being represented. But she's not
1: playing an Asian doctor. She's not playing an Asian doctor, <laughs> you know, she's just playing a she's doctor.
0: Pl- <laughs> and she for me truly i can i think i can separate this in my mind i can separate the the race from it she was the most interesting character on that absolutely. show absolutely yeah. Yeah. definitely yeah. definitely so, I no know.
1: i but i think i think it's like they really her her race is obviously like a, a part
0: of yes
1: the character, and I don't think they shy away from like certain expectations that people have of her or of what her experience is. I mean, that swastika episode is like a great example. So like yeah. that was it. That is an episode where she is treated differently. Yes. And yes. it's something that's addressed, I think, in a really like realistic way. Yep. Although, I mean, probably most people who aren't Christina Yang would uh, would feel comfortable talking to their boss and being like, you can't use my race for an assignment. What are you <laughs> fucking doing? But yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's, I think that that's interesting. And I think it's a, I, I don't know. I, I can't explain how, but I like relate to it in yeah, some way right? of okay. like, of like being able of like not being able to, it's it's not just straightforward of like she, looks like me or she's also yeah, yeah, yeah. Jewish or whatever yeah, it may yeah, yeah, be. There's yeah. like something, there's something else that is, that resonates totally. and it, it's the whole package the obviously, whole package. but it's like, there's something, Yeah, there's something else. Yeah. yeah I, Any, Yeah, I, I, I th- just, I'm so, I, I'm, so happy!
0: <laughs> I'm so happy that we're talking about this. Okay, wait. So this, yeah. so this is what, okay, what, what, so... what a long walk to this clip. But no, yeah, um, that was just me. Like, really, because well,
1: this was your first this episode. Is, so this is
0: my first episode, and like, so this is so my. So I was just excited to see this actor who I had admired for so long. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, oh she's that Asian woman who was in Arles and, um, and Princess Diaries and and Sideways and like all these things. And so, this is the fr- and so this it blew my mind to see her like play like not a caricature of a person. I mean, not that she was in sideways necessarily, but like kind of like a, she played second fiddle to Virginia Madsen, yes. I think. And like, she was like the secondary female character, which is very tertiary in, in, in relation to the men.
1: Well, and that character on sideways is also like tough. And I would say yeah. that like Christina Yang, it's also tough, tough. but there it's done. Completely better. differently. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it doesn't have this like Alexander Payne, weird thing to it. Um, which, whatever, like, whatever. And they, they were married at the time. I know. I it's just crazy. It's
1: just doing a big exhale. <laughs> God.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, um, my God. But so this is the first time I think I, maybe I, that I saw her and maybe like people seeing her on Gray's was like this thing of like, oh, like, oh, my God, wow, this is different. Like, we haven't seen this before. So this is her... Um, so there's been this tr- huge train accident. Um, she is, uh, Oh God, maybe I'm fuzzy with the details with the context, but she is being assigned to this amputee case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she finds the, f- she gets, she gets the leg. Uh, one of the, uh, EMTs runs in and he's, he's like, I've, I've got a leg for an amputee. And she goes and grabs it. She's so eager to like get something fun and gritty for this truly carnage filled, um, emergency. Um, so she grabs it, goes, she just wants to get out of the um, ER to go into the OR. Um, And then she realizes at one point that both the legs are left. She got the wrong leg for this poor man. Um, So now she's being sent back into the, the ambulance bay to go and shuffle through all the, the, the carnage again um, to find the right, right leg.
1: Like I don't, care where you get it yes. just get this person's leg just get leg. this
0: person's leg and so she has an interaction with um, another paramedic with a paramedic and yeah. it's very funny
1: <laughs> okay I love this scene
2: what are you doing in here? Uh, the leg you brought in with the amputee I didn't bring in an amputee okay well um, one of you did and it's because um, all paramedics look <laughs> alike to you right doctor? okay Really? Um, I cannot straddle another giant ego right now. I'm already doing the split, so I need the right leg right now or the chief of surgery is gonna take away my pretty blue scrubs. When the train derailed,
0: it hit an overpass. The roof of the dining car was sheared off and it sliced through a passenger car. There were multiple decapitations.
2: Your guy can live without his leg. This is so not about the leg or the guy, but thank you for all that you do, really. Thanks. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, I, it, it's such a short, efficiently written scene, muscularly written scene. Yes, absolutely. And, like, so, so funny and, like, just her being sarcastic in this way. I was like, I mean, okay, this is where it gets down. This this was actually a moment of true representation, maybe, where it actually did hit me at first. I just didn't realize it. Uh-huh. But, like, like I like, had never seen an Asian actor do that, but just play this funny, like, Kind of mean, rude. She's so, she's so mean She's such a piece mean. of shit. She's like not even making eye contact with this paramedic until like she until she gives her guff back, and then she's like, "Okay, actually, wait, what? No, I'm not dealing with you. <laughs> like, I'd refuse to engage in you trying to start up some conflict with me." Like, I just
1: also think it's such like a, a mwah, like Christina Yang moment where she's looking for a man's leg, leg. and she goes, "It's so not, not about, about the, the leg, leg or the or guy." The guy. <laughs> like, it's so. This funny. is about.
0: My Me? career. Yeah. Like so funny and it's like amazing. Well, well, one of you did.
1: And <laughs> like Yeah, one of you brought in a leg.
0: <laughs> so funny and like, I don't know, whatever. Like, I I truly it's it's not aspirational necessarily because I don't ever want to be like <laughs> I don't want to treat someone that way. But it's like
1: But imagine having uh, the worldview that allows you to. And uh, that's the key. That's the key, and
0: that's the to beauty. Be like,
1: God. To just to be absolutely certain that someone's wasting your time. Yes, like, yes. I, I dream of that.
0: Oh, my God. I <laughs> To need not to be like, that. no,
1: this is a me thing. I should probably <laughs> back down.
0: <laughs> like, so good. So good. Anyway, so that's like that was like one of my first that's like the first extended scene of Christina's that maybe I saw ever. And it's imprinted on me in this way. And yeah. like I constantly think about that scene to this day.
1: You want to know something also that is notable about that scene? Her hair looks amazing. And I think it's so funny that in Killing Eve At plot point it's her hair. And I'm like, yes, this this went
0: undiscussed for ten years. Yeah. I mean that her hair is just perfect. Voluminous and also
1: I love her bangs right now. IRL. They look amazing.
0: IRL, her hair smells great.
1: That... Is a given. It's, I mean, like, yeah. of course it does. It, but it's like yeah. it's
0: like how people describe Oprah's hair. They're like, Oprah's hair smells amazing. It's like, yeah, Sandra O's hair is like Oprah level. Like, I mean, yes, just in terms of the the mythos of it. Yes.
1: Anyway. <laughs> okay, so this next scene that you pulled.
0: So this is like it. It seems like a very obvious choice, but I think it is like another like the fact that Sandra got the finale moment. Like yeah. She got basically the Izzy moment from season two. Yes. Was the spiritual successor to that sort of locus in the Grey's Anatomy lore. Yeah. Um This is after, uh, this is very, 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 uh, just if you've seen the show, maybe you're aware. Um, she gets engaged to Burke. Burke leaves her at the altar or doesn't leave her at the altar, but she, Oh, it's iconic. Cause it's,
1: Oh, it's so Burke brutal. walks
0: down the aisle, reverse to her. Thinks that Christina is stalling or Christina is getting cold feet, but then he realizes that he can't marry her, that he has to leave, that he has to set her free. Yeah. Um. And so then Christina rushes back to their apartment that they share um, to go find him or to see, what is happening? And so she is. Yeah, I think she thinks
1: th- that she's gonna talk
0: to him. To so talk to him, and then she yeah. sees, she 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 notices things about the apartment. Meredith comes in, um, in her brown brown bridesmaid's dress. Also iconic. Also iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this is this is um the famous season three finale moment. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> he's gone. I I I don't think he's gone. Uh, his stuff is no. still here. His trumpet was here, his entire Eugene Ford collection. vinyls and CDs. His grandmother's picture was by the bed. His luckiest scrub cap was hanging on the door. He's gone. I'm. I'm free. All we it. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, come get this off. Oh, we can take us off. Take us off. Please. Stop. Please. Stop. Stop.
0: oh my god (laughs) i mean and it's the the delivery of Damn it! Damn it! And just, and honestly watching this now, like, whatever, as like a more fully formed adult person.
1: Absolutely. And that's a huge, I think, part of Grace. Yeah. Watching it as a teenager and then revisiting it as an adult at the age that they're at, or at least, you know, kind of in the the life stage that they're at. Of like, oh, we're at the beginning of our career or we're at the middle of our career, kind of in having this whole new realizing how strangely realistic parts of it are. It
0: kind of was. And people give it a lot of flack for like, whatever being melodramatic or what have yeah, you. But yeah. like, on, like feel, it, they feel, it feels like it all tracks in this neat way. But like with that, oh my God, just, just Sandra, like performing this, that, that she physically cannot be in this dress anymore. Did you, okay. So I was obsessively following, not only the Grey's Anatomy podcast that Shonda Rhimes and Betsy um, Betsy Beers did uh-huh. um, like concurrently as the episodes came out. Right, right, right. But they also did um, – they also had the writers write blog entries after each episode aired.
1: So I have seen some of those, but I, d- I definitely haven't seen – I haven't seen. I haven't read a lot of those. I
0: was like obsessively following. I was like checking the internet every day, Michael Osiello just to see like what the Grey's Anatomy spoiler teases were. Oh my god, who was guest starring? Blah blah blah. blah. yeah. They're yeah. like Amy Madigan's gonna play Meredith's psychologist. What? Oh my god. Like all okay. This stuff. Truly,
1: <laughs> that if I were not hosting this podcast and uh-huh. I was a guest and I chose something, uh, easily number one thing I would want to talk about would be that therapy arc. I
0: loved the therapy arc.
1: It's one of my favorite arcs in all of Grey's Anatomy. Amy Madigan's performance is so good, unreal, incredible. I, it is such a, it is such a, it is so, I I it is truly it is one of my favorite arcs in all of TV. It's, I oh, fucking you. love it.
0: And for me, it was the f- it was the first moment that Meredith Grey as a character truly clicked.
1: Yes, I have said this many many times that that I did not like Meredith Grey as a character until, until the, she went the therapy, through therapy, and then she went through therapy, and I was like, I love Meredith, and yes. now that I have went back and I've rewatched it, uh-huh. you know, and maybe it's just because I then already loved the character when I rewatched it, uh, but I think it's age. I think it's getting older and totally. understanding g- generational trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, okay. Uh, and understanding yeah. what it's like to have a sick parent and, and all, all these things like that. Like, yes. I was like, oh, I, I did then have a a, a deep attachment yes. to Meredith when yes. I rewatched, but yes. Yes. Yes, personally, uh, it is personally canon for me. Canon, that, that, no. That she's not a likable character or, that you don't really root for her in yes. that way. But I one of my favorite lines from that arc is oh when God, she talks me. she Meredith goes, "I am not suicidal." She goes, "Maybe, but you're careless with your life." <gasps> she's like, is mad again." She's like most people see life and death as like a, you know, a hard division or something. I can't remember the phrase, yeah, she, yeah, she goes, yeah. but you seem to walk on the line, teetering, waiting yes. for a breeze to blow you which way or the other. And I
0: Holy oh crap. Uh,
1: also, another iconic moment when she bursts into the office. Yes. And Erica Hahn is receiving a session.
0: Yes. She's like so fun.
1: knock gray. Or like whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is yeah, that yeah, Erica yeah, Hahn says. Yeah. But yes, yes. But okay, so what, what was the blog entry oh, that you were going to talk
0: the about? The blog entry is um Shonda wrote the after the season three finale that she was like. I knew going into this season that I wanted to begin with the dress and I wanted it to end with the dress. The beginning was Izzy. (laughs) Izzy on the bathroom floor with the dress. Yeah. Just being so. Like catatonic. Just catatonic and like whatever the dress symbolizes. I think she was, I think it was some broad thing of just like, oh, the dress symbolizes. Femininity and 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 womanhood and like all the trappings. Yeah, and it's of like that. A, it's a
1: prom dress. It's a, a prom such dress. Such a it's such an in, the pink. I mean, it's such yeah. like an innocence, in- like death yes. doesn't exist type totally. of dress. Totally. No, it's yeah.
0: Also, I think yeah, there, the, the the season two finale was also this inflection point in my life too. I was like, oh, yeah. I've never experienced something like this. <laughs> but um, but but three, it was like um, just here, just just finding out that Shonda had like planned the symmetry out. Yeah. I thought was like taught it taught me something about how television works yes. and how you can and how you as a creator can like manipulate it in these ways mm-hmm. that is like mm-hmm. that, that are intentional and that are meaningful and that are like drawn from your own experience yes. I was like this it really like it like taught taught me something
1: yes I love that on a meta I, level. I yeah I didn't I hadn't known that that was a deliberate bookends yeah, to that yeah. season but uh-huh. I love that I mean I think that yeah, I, I, I love, I love Grey's Anatomy. I say it so many times during every episode. But I do, you know, one thing that I will say, one thing that Grey's Anatomy brought into my life,
0: uh-huh.
1: the first time I ever experienced the phrase "burst into tears," like went from zero to sob in an instant. Oh my god! Was when I realized that it was George who got hit by the bus <gasps> when he writes the 007, 007 and she realized, and she says, it's George. George. I've never, and I don't think I've experienced wow. something as pure as like, a, as undeniable as that yeah. of like, I was watching TV and I was curious that <laughs> I just was <laughs> sitting there. And then all of a sudden with no, I, I was Com- hysterical.
0: Cause it caught you completely unawares, Com-
1: completely unawares. A phrase that I think of a lot uh, That's it, about sleep is uh, the onset of sleep is gradual but sleep itself is instantaneous yes
0: yes yes yes
1: that was a a version of that happened to me with sobbing oh my
0: god I was like (laughs)
1: something must have been happening deep below where there was an (laughs) onset that was gradual but the sobbing itself was like oh my god oh my
0: god oh it's it's that fault in our stars line where it was like sleep Uh, it it took forever and then it happened all at once or something oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that unfortunately what I'm quoting is a Radiolab episode that I listened to of like explaining how sleep works because
0: Perfect. Unfortunately, it, I invoked the fault in our stars and I apologize. No,
1: no, you <laughs> should never. I, I think that the fault in our stars is so spiritually in, in, the in same step with Grey's Anatomy. Absolutely. So it's okay. I, yes. The, okay. the The scene the and the cutting out of the dress. Yes. And yes. Ugh, yeah. it's perfect.
0: So, you okay, know.
1: you have one last clip. Yes. And this is actually like the perfect clip to kind of end on before we do this uh-huh, last uh-huh. thing that I have, which is it's. It's It's their last moment.
0: It's their last moment. And um, watched it again this morning. Cried. Um, And. Yeah. Because it just made me think about the friendships I have. Yeah. Um, I. This is. is, It's a very silly basically as a comparison. But Matt and I. We. Our friendship sort of blossomed out of a shared love for Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, We were both. All along we've said. That I'm Christina. He's my Meredith. Or that we're each other's people. Yeah. Like. This show fucking like started friendships and like it, these meaningful things in my life. And... It's
1: such an emotional blueprint for intimacy. Yeah. It's it's such a it's yeah. such a it it, it it is it shows you how to be close to, to be someone. be close else. to someone and I'm I'm yeah. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm I'm crying. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh and it's just and just watching this friendship uh sort of end on this beautiful period I think is Really, really meaningful. It's, it's on, yeah, it's like you're saying, it's a blueprint for intimacy, for relating to other people. And like, I don't know, I don't know how things will change with me and Matt. I think there's, there, we, we, he keeps dropping hints that whatever, whatever, I'm not, whatever. <laughs> um, there, if we, we've been, we've had these moments where we've been separated by circumstance yeah. and we've said things to each other when we've like had to, when we've just like kind of gotten out of sync with where we've been in life, mm-hmm. and like I think, but I think about this, this, this moment—the last moment between Meredith and Christina.
1: So, just to kind of explain, oh yeah, musically, yes. what's occurring? Because I will say the scene is perfect, but from a musical perspective, it's you're allowed to have some questions. <laughs> yes, you yes. certainly <laughs> are permitted to have questions, and and primarily that. They, uh, they dance it out. Uh, this is a ritual of yours. as a ritual, yeah. yes. And uh, and Sam Reese was like, they're clearly not dancing to that song in that room. And I was <laughs> right. like, yes, that is correct. <laughs> However, strangely, Tegan and Sarah is canon. <laughs> like
0: Tegan, Tegan and, and Sarah, Sarah is, is canon. It is
1: so strange that in the first two seasons, almost every other episode has, has a, Tegan a Tegan and Sarah, and Sarah song. song. Yeah. Oh my God. Actually, shocking. Shocking. But, yeah. But anyway, so I, I think it was like they were willing to,
0: to have an identity around. Them. Yeah.
1: If there was any type of sacrifice that was made, they were willing to make that sacrifice in order to have them have their final dance to a Tegan. It was their song. <laughs> but that song, it it is still playing during this part, and that's okay.
0: Well, Yeah. But that's yeah. It, that's but I,
1: when I was watching it, I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh this. yeah, this song. Oh, yeah, this. I guess it's canon.
1: I guess, yeah, it is. It don't even question don't it even. is. Okay, let me pull it up.
2: I gotta go. You stay here, okay? Okay. You are a gifted surgeon with an extraordinary mind. Don't let what he wants eclipse what you need. He's very dreamy, but he is not the sun. You are. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> and then she uh, leaves. And then she leaves and moves to Switzerland.
1: Oh my, oh my god. god! I'm crying. I've cried four times in this episode, and it's fine I, medically. It's not medically, fine. It's not okay. But socially, I'm. Okay.
0: Oh my god. And just and the, and what people should know is that um the build up in this this is the this is the season finale of of 10. Yeah. Um the, the whole build up in this episode is that Christina just keeps wanting to stay for whatever reason. There's yeah, a, there's she can't, a hard, yeah. She
1: can't bring poor, herself to actually go like,
0: and like it just it just builds up all this dread and all this like as as a viewer you're just like oh my god no they keep stalling and this it's just only going to make it worse by the yeah. end and like it's true. Like, like, do yourself a favor and, like, watch the, if you're listening and watch the whole episode again, even if you have already, just yeah. to, like, get that sense of, like, the, build up and, yeah, and the pressure. And they're, and they're, and, like, and their friendship at that point had gone through so many ups and downs, especially in the lead. Well, late
1: and up. that season, too. They're, yeah. they're truly, uh, to, weirdly, to invoke another. Show that I think has so little in common with this, but <laughs> it's like the season in Gilmore Girls uh-huh. where Lorelai and Rory aren't speaking with each other. Oh. You're like, what's the
0: oh my god point no. of this
1: show? Then, like it's <sighs> it's such an upsetting season. Sure. Just kind of. It, it it has it it casts a shadow over the rest of the season because the the dynamic the central relationship is something that's completely overthrown. yeah yeah and they're both in mourning almost the entire season because they miss each other so oh. badly and I think that this kind of career competition that they have where who's using the three D printing machine and yeah. who really came up with the idea and um
0: and who and who and who has surpassed the other like yes. it's
1: it's so realistic and yeah. so uh and so. Fraught, and it made me worried when I was watching it for a mm-hmm. while. Of like, well, what if they aren't as close as they were before? Will the show like, work? what if what if their friendship is permanently damaged yeah. by their career ambition? Finally, that yeah. like kind of by sacrificing one for the other that, that this this is that they can't yeah. recover from that. And I think that it's
0: and like, such
1: a good last moment because it's. It's not even that it's water under the bridge. No. It's just that like that's part of the tapestry of their relationship. Oh,
0: that's no that's so right and like and it's and it's the the blueprinting thing again, but this is in terms of a professional thing where it's yes. like we've been on both sides of this where it's like either mm-hmm. either a close collaborator or friend sort of moves on to something that you're not a part of or vice versa and like it's like, oh God, like God that the, the 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 way that that scene hits me is like truly, truly crazy. And like God, and and I just sent you those three. There, there's like, God, there's like I'm a I am a ghost. I was the I was the the yes. hand to his brilliance. Um,
1: that one and um, um and you, you, you will never would do that again. again. Those are the two to me that are like my absolute favorite Sandra speeches. But yeah. I felt like. I, I felt like they, it went without saying, that, you know, to watch to yeah, watch those. To but watch those, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that...
0: Oh, and of, also one... Sorry, oh, one yes, last yes. one. Um, the season two finale when all the interns are being interrogated by the chief, she has... Oh, my God. I think she probably has the best moment. When she's crying. The single tear. Yes. Complete vertical oh, drop. Oh, my God. Like,
1: They're trying to figure out who... What exactly LVAD happened card, yeah. with cutting the LVAD wire, and each of them are being interrogated. And Christina... Says like how do you keep Your cool like yeah. how how do You like I mean it's it's, it's Desperate it's so it's, good It's truly really the the classic Definition of pathetic it is yes. like it, it has so much I
0: will give You it is
1: like it, In a way of, of like Can you free me from my friendships my my emotional any emotional attachment holds me back and clearly i've spun out of control if a friendship has landed me in this room with my career on the line so can you teach me
0: oh my god how
1: to not love people
0: and then and then the chief goes i'm not going to tell you to, to i'm not going to tell you something that's going to make you less human yes which I is in oh, crazy! So, I was I'm watching this as like a fucking 14 year old being like, I uh-huh, I get that. Well, I understand what's going on. I know no fucking way. And now I'm now I'm thinking back on that scene, being like, holy shit. And then yeah, just her whole her whole entry point into this into this whole monologue is that she or this whole moment is that she's like, before like before I came here, I could have I could have just told you.
2: Yeah, but I would have no problem. I would have no
0: problems. And now now like I don't now I all these. These emotional tethers are holding me back. Yes. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking a lot about what you said about about, um, kind of how Christina and Meredith's friendship so closely maps to (laughs) friendships between people in our industry as well. It's it's so interesting. I mean, I don't know if – I think a lot of people – Artistic people who ended up going to kind of urban hubs have this experience where it's like you had really close friends growing up mm-hmm. who you shared you shared a lot of experiences with, but the, but you didn't necessarily have some of the deepest things in common with them. Right. Your whether it's you know kind of your your politics or your sensibilities or your taste mm-hmm. or kind of your your appetite for chaos or you know whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever it may be that it it just didn't really. That there were that you, as you went to college and as you moved on from that, you started meeting people who you had more in common with, and you kind of realized was possible based on the circumstances or the environment that right, you grew right. up in. And I feel like I certainly had that experience where I went to college and I was like, "Oh, oh my God, yes!" And I, I like didn't realize that I was not as you uni- this unique in a good way. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. I thought I was the only person who, yes, yes liked these things or wanted to do this stuff and that's not the case at all and i think that you know i think about and then i went and then i i left college and i was like oh and it's even you know you're able to kind of like distill even more and more the type of people who you want to have in your life and i think that there's a certain expectation that i have struggled with of like there's one person there's a best friend there's your one person or like you know you're, take all these classes at UCB, you're going to find collaborators. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't like, uh, yeah. <laughs> am I, is this me? Like, yeah, and I think yeah. that I'm now, I have been in New York for five and a half years uh-huh. now. And I think that I finally can look and I, I, I have friendships that are, that are kind of that equivalent where it's like Meredith and Christina met each other when they started their professional careers they already had medical school undergrad childhood all behind them they met at this this other sort of like emotional flashpoint Mm -hmm. and I think that there is something unique about vowing to create a history with someone as opposed to entering a a friendship with kind of like we've already known each other for five years and didn't even realize it wow but yeah I mean I think about like you know, Anna and Rachel yeah. and, and you and I mean yeah, just people yeah. who are I'm like, I it's a different kind of closeness and it's something that I didn't see I, I didn't exactly know what was going on with, with Meredith Garcia until I got to, you know, my mid twenties. Yeah.
0: Where were those friendships don't even come into focus until years later by necessity or by yeah. whatever mechanism is like Yeah. Or going something on that kind in, of removes
1: them from from they they put you in a different uh, rhythm of your life, or something like that, and you realize, like, oh my god, this person was was filling, or I count on this person for all these yeah, different things yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that. Oof. But their goodbye of like, uh, of just I'm I'm going to leave and you, and you're going to stay. It's Just kind of fundamental.
0: He's not like, the son you want. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And the idea that's like in a friendship,
0: it's, it's just the two of you. It's just the two. The last thing she says to her. Yeah is something about her is to qualify her skill and her talent and what yes. she can do. That's the last thing that she leaves her with. Right. Like, whatever. But and then I the, think
1: I would say something similar if I was leaving tomorrow and I was mm-hmm. saying to some, something to any of my friends, whether or not they're in a romantic relationship or not. It would be mm-hmm. something that emphasizes to them, like, you and you alone yeah. are, to me, like, what, you know, worth revolving yeah. around. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah.
1: Okay, if that brings us to the final part of this <laughs> okay, episode. Okay. So, I... We're gonna do a Shonda
0: log. Are you, are you gonna do one too? Yeah, we're uh, gonna yes, do one.
1: Thank you. A Shonda log is a, a Shonda Rhymes-inspired monologue. It can be... Based off of something you're experiencing in your life right now, uh-huh, you could uh-huh. you could truly be speaking to someone who you would actually like to say this to, right, or it right, could be right. something that you just kind of imagine would drop into the world of Grace Anatomy. Uh-huh, the uh-huh. only qualifications are that you need kind of a single line thesis that at the very least bookends it, starts and ends the yeah, speech. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> and and knowing Shonda, it may pop up in the middle. Yes. Once or five times. Who's to say? Who's to say? Um, yeah. And you know. Doesn't have to be any particular length. Uh-huh, you just uh-huh. you'll feel it. You'll, wow. Okay. You'll
0: feel it. Okay. Oh my god. Who goes first?
1: Um. It's up to you.
0: Okay. Um. I can go first. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is something that I actually want to say to someone. Okay. Um. Oh my god. Yeah. I've been. Speaking of therapy. Speaking of Amy Madigan from. Her- <laughs> <laughs> my <Speaking> therapist. Of, <laughs> my therapist. Um. I'm. I'm. I'm finally realizing a lot of. S- uh, the the emotional contours that I'm dealing with in terms of how I relate to men. Yeah. Um I'm somehow drawn to emotionally unavailable men, which is so basic, but um but finally relate but finally putting myself before like just whatever. I just um I want to say this to someone who has been just just real fast and loose with me. Yeah. And um I think it, this might be too much information but I no, think I but I, think, think, I think I think this is as, as long as the audience the, the listener knows that this is what's like this is the this is the audience this is um who I'm delivering this to I think that's important. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Are we are we do, are we setting it to music or no?
1: Oh yes. No, that's no, no, right. no I, oh, yes, okay. we are we actually are and okay. I totally forgot. I just got so excited. <laughs> Someone assembled a Graves Anatomy <laughs> playlist uh. and it has 250,000 followers And it has like Hundreds of songs Most of which I hear And I have Absolutely no recollection Of them being on the show Some of them are You know the iconic ones So anyway Some of them eventually Are like Just Some of them you You press and we're like That's not right But honestly Three fourths of them Are some like (laughs) Kind of like Dingly little Number And Little Okay this one's called High Hope That's gotta be Oh my god Right No,
2: you're coming from a
0: bad place. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. I like you a lot. But there is no way that you are ever going to be responsible for that. I... (laughs) Wait, this is so hard! Oh, my God. (laughs) Look, when I... The fact that I'm hanging out with you is a huge fucking deal. I don't have time to dole out to any random person in my life, okay? And you don't get to squander that. You don't get to take my time up and say wow well I guess, I guess um, I'm guess, i going to make plans with you and then cancel them uh, two days later these long standing things that we've had th- these long standing plans that we've had I like you a lot and you are not going to be responsible with that information I, I said responsible for I meant responsible with you're not going to be responsible with that information you don't get to walk in here and make me jump through these hoops make me have these feelings, make me stay in those feelings, you don't get to be responsible for what I am emotionally available to give you. I like I you a lot. And you, there's no way that you're going to be responsible with that information. Oh, wait, I butchered it, didn't no! I? No, <laughs> you didn't butcher it at all. Oh, that was
2: perfect. Oh my
0: God, okay, wow. Oh my God. That was, I'm, still, I'm still like still organizing my thoughts around that but that was that
2: was good it felt
0: i it felt like power that i wasn't ready to wield yet
1: no i i understand but you wielded it very well thank you that was very good thank you
0: very much i'm sorry that i second guessed myself immediately after i
1: No, it's it's a lot of responsibility it's it's truly the
0: okay because this is the thing i wrote off shonda rhymes shonda monologues shonda logs for being like Super Just madlib And like yeah. they're, they're so formal now And it's like There's there's You just plug and play um, But Oh my god There's like a real Emotional core at all of them And I I, I wasn't fully ready To access that in the moment But oh my wow god. Thank you for giving me An opportunity
1: Oh my god I think mine Is gonna be About Um Getting paid
2: <laughs> I love Does this that feel fair? Okay. No that's so fair Hmm
1: it's a song called Somewhere O'Clock Oh no that's That's Snow Patrol I don't oh, care Oh no I can't it, it evokes too much That's
0: too It's too on the nose right? um,
1: But this one called Keep It To Myself That oh. could go one of two ways <laughs> I think
0: Yeah um, It went the other way it went the other way
1: Okay What about one called Ordinary World <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah Yeah This, this is that You think I don't notice. (laughs) You think that I just move through the world, giving all my best, and that I don't give a shit about what you do about it. You think I don't notice? That I come in here every single day. I change the environment around me. I'm transformative. And you think I don't notice that? I'm not going to be undervalued by you. I'm not going to sit and just accept the idea that I don't do what I do. I'm good. But more than that, I'm a kind person. So this isn't easy for me. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I notice. And I've always noticed. And the fact that you think I don't notice, well, that says everything about you. <laughs> you think, I don't notice. And that's, that's something that you're going to have to grapple with. Because I'm going to make it haunt you. Ah! Uh, ah! Uh- think i don't know
0: this <laughs> wow yeah. oh my god
1: you know it just it just comes out it it's comes like out. it just it's like a snow it, uh, it's, it's a, a snow snowball,
0: snowball. <laughs>
1: yeah it's just like Roll, 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 roll,
0: but it's also snowflake in that it's very, it's always unique.
1: (laughs) Yes, that is so true. (laughs) It's a snowball made of snowflakes, and I think that that's really the key. That's the
0: key. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow. Thank
1: you so much for doing this. This And please know. You're welcome back any time. No, you... If you want to turn over any more oh my God, about Christina. Christina, but honestly, frankly, anything else, I'm, I'm willing. Oh, always open. Uh, oh
0: my God. I'm also willing to, if, if, unless someone else does that. I'm also so willing to do a deep dive into the therapy arc.
1: Honestly, if no one else wants to do it, because this is, this podcast is guest choice, <sighs> you, you know, you dictate, but I, I will come a call in. <laughs> Because Colin. I need to discuss. <laughs>
0: you have to. I thank you so much for really just letting me access this emotional. Oh my God. The the, the emotional sort of connection I have with Grays and for I never fucking cry and you made me cry. How dare you? <laughs> I love I, that.
1: I've had such a special time. I was, this was, <laughs> I'm thank you.
0: So, no, thank you so much for making me realize that the, uh, viewing Grays watching Grays Anatomy now is as a more fully formed adult. Yeah. Completely different context, like lens, everything, and I need. And you're, you're, I'm actually going to start watching it. Oh my god! Again. Well,
1: please keep me updated. Wow, I know. um In the meantime, where can people find you? Oh, people Besides, can find you know, me on this on this very own podcast on network. This,
0: oh, on this podcast network. Yeah. Um, Los Culebristas, and then um, Twitter at Bowen Yang, yes. Instagram at Faye Dunaway, and I have a Finsta.
2: Do called
0: you? We fit trainer wins. That's that's a Nicole's Grace Anatomy exclusive. That's my fence to <laughs> handle. You will have to request, and I might n- just leave it in in my main box. But wow. please find my Finsta stuff if you'd like. God. Wow.
1: I'm gonna break my finger <laughs> typing that into my Instagram right now. Okay, I love you. I love you so um, much. Thank you guys all so much for listening, and uh, see you on the next epi, baby. Ooh. Bye.
0: Forever. <laughs> Dog.